What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. Also to help destigmatize the conversation around our mental health struggles and to encourage you to talk openly and honestly about what's going on in your life within your life. So what's on the agenda this week? Well, we're going to go back onto the cruise ship uh, because the, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, some happenings uh, while I was on the Alaskan cruise, while I was on vacation, and and some things that it got me thinking about and considering, and you know, as as I normally do here, bringing them here to the podcast. Then I mean, also bringing them to therapy, but sometimes bringing them here to the podcast as well to sort of talk through and sort through and uh, work through. In process to a certain degree. So, uh, as I mentioned last week, in addition to all the relaxation and peace and disconnect that uh, I enjoy uh, when I happen to be on a cruise, I also enjoy the fun and entertainment. Right, all the different things that I can do to participate in, uh, things I like to do, things that are of interest to me, and that's the beauty of a cruise ship. There's all sorts of things going on in all sorts of areas of the ship uh, throughout the entirety of the cruise that you can pick and choose what it is that you like to do. You like to sip whiskey? There's whiskey tastings. Go do them. You like to drive uh, go-karts or play bocce or ping pong? That's there for you too. Go do it. Want to get a massage, or just eat, all kinds of, whatever. You pick what you want, and you can do all of the things based off of what it is that you enjoy. Even if you just like to go gamble, go ahead, go hang out in the casino, go spend your time doing that. There's something for everybody to do, okay? One of the things that I enjoy doing and I like to do uh, with my wife as well is usually karaoke. Karaoke fanatics. My family, especially on my wife's side, uh, uh, karaoke is like a competitive sport. And not even like for, for, for wins or losses. It's just, it's a fun thing to do as a group together, but like it's, it's serious. Karaoke is serious. So fucking around in our karaoke. Right? Be ready to go. Put forth your best effort. And have a good time. That doesn't mean everybody's like a top-notch singer. Some are better than others. My wife, talented. Me, okay. But I have fun. And it's enthusiasm and I enjoy it. And that's all that matters. So on the ship. Uh, there were numerous karaoke nights, probably too many karaoke nights, if I'm being perfectly honest. And you can kind of hear it a little bit still uh, in in my voice, um, which which I pushed to the brink uh, over the course of 
several karaoke nights in a row. Uh, but we went to the first karaoke night. It came up on the schedule. My wife and I were like, we're going to karaoke. Let's go do it. There were probably only about 15 people in there. So it was a light karaoke crowd, uh, which is great if you like to take the stage because you can just keep putting things up. And the funny thing is, is so karaoke was supposed to start at like, let's say it's 9 o'clock, right? I left to go grab myself a drink and to come back. Uh, I was back by about 9.15. Nobody was on the stage. So I came and sat down next to my wife, and she said, nobody's gone yet. Uh, And I thought, you know, maybe they're running late. Maybe they're having a technical difficulty. Maybe something's up. And she said, no, no one has signed up to sing just yet. And the karaoke hostess uh, would periodically then hop on the mic and say, Hey, everybody, like, we're here at karaoke. If you want to sing, bring it up. Nobody signed up to sing yet. Uh, And so um, me being me, uh, in case you don't know what that means, uh, or this many episodes into this podcast, I'd hope you'd have a little bit better grasp on it. Um, But I take that to mean, well, let's fucking go. Right. I'm going to give me the book. I'm going to find something. Let's go. Let's try and get things started. Let's get the ball rolling. I will be the uh, canary in the coal mine, so to speak. Let everybody know it's safe out here. It's okay to have a good time. Once again, my talent. Look, I, I bring all of the energy to the stage. What I, what I lack in voice talent, which is, Mediocre to average, uh, at best. Uh, I make up in showmanship on the stage. So I go through the book. I find a good bang, like a like a banger, like a surefire hit to just come out of the gates with. Uh, and I pick the killer's Mr. Brightside. Now, the killer's Mr. Brightside, for me, is like... The Millennial Anthem. All right. Uh, Generations before that had Journeys Don't Stop Believing. But if you want to get millennials going, particularly uh, of the Caucasian persuasion, uh, you put on Mr. Brightside and all the white people will go nuts. All right. Is this is it's it's scientifically proven. So we go with Mr. Brightside and fucking nail it as I expect. Uh and it does. It breaks the dam. It starts getting people rolling, starts people getting people going. Um starts getting people signing up, singing, starts filling it out, filling out the night, getting people up on stage. All right, so I've done a service for the ship. (laughs) And that sounds like super assholey to say. Um, And I realize it as it comes out of my mouth. But look, look, otherwise we're all going to sit around. Nobody's going to do shit. So, like, I helped. I helped give some courage to some people who are on the fence about whether or not they should go up. Nobody ever wants to go first 
I seem to have the courage to be like, you know what, fuck it, let's just go. I don't know. I don't know what that is about me that I'm just like, okay, I'll go first. I don't care. And so I did. No shame when it comes to that. All right. So the ball's rolling, right? People are starting to have a good time. Uh, and in the book, uh, the karaoke books that they have on this particular ship uh, are not not great. Um, they are they're fucking weird. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, uh, a lot of gaps, some some things that uh, or some artists that like. Why is this song here, but not these ones that are better and more popular? But we got these deep cuts that no one would ever sing. Um, why are there 40 R. Kelly songs in this book? Wow, that's a lot of Nickelback. Things like that. Now, my my go-to karaoke song uh, in recent time is uh, Salt and Pepper's Shoop. That's right. Prior to that, well, and Mr. Brightside, okay? Prior to that, uh, I used to do Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. I grew up with Baby Got Back. I know Baby Got Back inside and out, every word. Uh, like Sir Mix-a-Lot, I also uh, like Fine Booty. And... Uh, so we're on the same wavelength. It's a great song. It's a great song. And so when we're looking through the book, there is no salt and pepper Shoop. But there is Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. I had retired it years ago from my karaoke repertoire because I had just done it so much all the time. I kind of got a little bit tired of it. It's why I moved to salt and pepper Shoop. I also just wanted something, you know, I typically want something that nobody ever expects when I go up. Something I know and I love and it's fun to do, but that nobody ever expects, which is where Salt and Pepper Shoops comes from. Um, Baby Got Back is along the same lines. So I put in to do Baby Got Back. And once again, as usual, nobody ever really sees it coming because I know it. And it's a good time. People enjoy it and and, and they dig it, Right. So, you know, we make friends with some of the people at karaoke because we're up there. We're having a good time. It's a small group. We're enjoying ourselves. So now we come back for night two and there are a little bit. There are some more people there and some people are asking, hey, will you do the song again? So I do do it again. First, I was like, well, I'm going to do some deeper cuts because I already did them the first night. Now there's more people here. When we go for karaoke night two, there's a ton of people there. So I said, well, let's bring out the big guns again. Trying, you know, let, let's get a good room going here, right? Why I take it upon myself to make sure there's a good room? I don't know. I Look, I, I used to host karaoke once upon a time. Like I said, I do karaoke uh, uh, frequently enough. Not as often as I, as I would like anymore, but I've done it frequently enough that, that I know how important it is uh, for the vibe of karaoke to just have a good room and everybody having a good time and not just everybody going up there and like just just belting out ballads. So I do Mr. Brightside again and I kill it again. And uh, and I did some other stuff, uh, some other deeper cuts that were, you know, that I wanted to do because they were different. 
Uh, did Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. <laughs> um, did Simple Plan, Addicted, uh, which I'd never had done either of those two at karaoke. But I also go back to, to Baby Got Back. And as usual, once again, I know it, I kill it, it's good, right? So now what's happening is, and, my, and look, and my wife is a phenomenal singer. All right, phenomenal. And that second night, she nailed all that jazz from Chicago. Uh, I think she did some No Doubt uh, or and, and some Alanis Morissette. Uh, she, she has the pipes, the vocal pipes in the family. So I go up there and I put on the show and she goes up there and she puts on the different show that is like, look how incredible a singer I am. And, uh, and people tend to gravitate towards that then. So now we're like, I don't know, karaoke celebrities on the fucking cruise, right? So if you were at karaoke and you saw either of us perform, you know, like people were coming up to us saying, hi, oh, you know, that was so great. You guys are so awesome. You know, all the praise and compliments and accolades and, and I'm taking it in stride, right? I'm not, I'm not being awkward about it. I'm not downplaying it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, that's so nice of you to say all the things, right? It's not, it's not lip service, right? Cause it is nice. It's nice to hear these things. People who are appreciative of, of whatever you did or thankful for whatever you did or they enjoyed whatever you did, you know, I'll ride it. Why I can't take that into real life, but I, I'm fine with it on a cruise with people I'll never see before, I don't don't ask me why that is. But it just is, okay? So we're walking around and people notice us from karaoke here and there, all right? Now, on the one night uh, in the atrium, which is like the big big lobby sort of area where they have a lot of activities, lots of uh, trivia, game shows, whatever. Uh, they have a couple this particular night. All right. Um, one, I think, I don't even remember if it was the same. Maybe I did it earlier. There was a DJ thing that I was a part of that we, we finished second in and, you know, it was fun and we, we had a good time doing that. And then there was another one uh, that, that we put our names in. And my wife got picked. It was a battle of the sexes. So it, was, it was men versus women. They're doing like all sorts of weird, you know, shenanigan challenges. And, uh, and my wife ends up winning it for the women. And it was wild to me because my wife is mostly introverted. But on this particular night, my wife went all out. It was just wiling out. And so the, the final round of it, they had to go dress up into these costumes and then, you know, like put on a performance sort of thing on the front of the stage. So they go into these curtains and they get all dressed up in their costumes and the man comes out dressed in like a, a sequin dress and a, and a wig. And it's, and it's like this bald bearded guy. So that's what makes it hilarious. And my wife comes out with a beard and like a jumpsuit, like a, like a gas station uh, jumpsuit. And, uh, and he sort of dances to let's get it on, but it's sort of awkward. Uh, and my wife gets genuine's pony and just sexies it up. Just gives like a lap dance to like one of her female teammates and like, just, just carries it home. So it was, it was funny to, to witness that and have that happen. And, 
uh, and and to see her enjoying herself, she like she was actually sort of like living in in that moment. Um, for somebody who 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 frequently just rejects any sort of spotlight, to see her just really embrace it uh, was was actually kind of fun for me. Um, but after that, they have another game show. It's called The Perfect Couple. So I think earlier in the week they had like the not so newlywed game, which you know they ask all questions and whatnot, and it, it, it's fun, right? It's, it's meant all to be fun. Everybody has a good time. It's not like derogatory or anything like that. Um, but you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta lean into it, right. And just fully embrace it. So they have the perfect couple and, and, um, and I asked my wife earlier, Hey, like, do you want to try and do it? Like, I think it'd be cool. Like, let's try to do it. We tried to do it once before, uh, on a different cruise and like, we just didn't get picked. So, and, 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 and uh, look, I'll, I'll explain to you how it works here too, right? So we go up on the stage for this um, to see if we're going to get picked as one of one of three contestant teams. And uh, and the way that they select from that is like they ask you guys to just like kiss your partner like as they've never been kissed before, like passionately and what wildly, whatever, right? And so we had tried to get on a game show on a previous cruise, as I mentioned. And in that case, we we're making out like hardcore, but we were like under some covering. Not everybody saw us except for the immediate people around us. So we didn't get the crowd support to go up. This time we learned from that mistake and uh, just full on made out uh, on the floor in front of all the people. Like my wife is on top of me, like straddling me on the stage and uh naturally we were the first couple to get picked um we wind up winning the full game show i think out of all of the challenges uh we won zero of them i believe we finished second in all of them yet we were first in the hearts of the crowd um because of how we did all the things so we win it all right. And now me and my wife, my wife and I are like pseudo celebrities on the cruise ship. And uh and it's it's just funny and it's and it's weird because we're not doing anything to call attention to ourselves, right? I'm not walking around like, "Hey, look at me. I won this <laughs> nonsense game show." Uh, everyone move out of my way. It's my turn to get a drink or it's my turn to have a table at this restaurant or what? Like, it's none of that bullshit. Like I'm not, I don't have a big head or an ego about it. Uh, neither does my wife, but it's just weird walking places or walking through places or walking to places, trying to do things, trying to go somewhere and people recognize you because they watched you do a thing. And so it's just funny. You'd be getting into an elevator and be like, oh, perfect couple. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just, it's a weird thing to be recognized in that way, shape or form. And it's, and it's, um, it's, it's not even like a fame. It's not, it's not even being famous. There's nothing to it. It's just weird to have people recognize you for this thing that you did for fun that you just thought was, was having a good time. But obviously people were entertained by it. They it was it was memorable to them. So that sticks, right? Uh so we go back to karaoke the next night, uh, and, and do more karaoke again. Uh my voice is 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 really on the brink. Um and uh 
And I'm trying to do some other things along the way. But every time I run into somebody about karaoke who saw us at karaoke or saw us uh, do karaoke, they keep bringing up the Sir Mix-a-Lot. And, um, and the one night I don't really do it because I, I just I don't feel like it. But like people keep asking about it. And they're like, oh, are you going to do Sir Mix-a-Lot? And I'm like, no, I did it last night. And they're like, oh. And I can like see that they're disappointed because like, I don't know, they wanted to see it. Right? It's like... So you want to hear the hits, right? When you go to a concert. So in this, I don't know, this is the hit for them. They want to see the thing because they don't, I don't know, they don't see a middle-aged uh, bearded white guy in his 40s uh, rap to Sir Mix-a-Lot quite often. So here it is. So they're living it up. So, uh, so in this case, like I don't do it on night three, but they announced like they're doing another karaoke night. Like, like on the last... A full day on the ship. They're having like a karaoke power hour in the middle of the afternoon. So after meeting, you know, we met and hung out with like a bunch of people that we met through karaoke and the game show and a bunch of things in like the club and different places around the ship. And uh, and it's like, oh, you're going to go to karaoke? I'm like, yeah, oh, we're going to go. Oh, I might stop in. And, my, and look, and my wife is like karaoke out at this point. Like she left it all out on the table like the night before. Like once again, as usual, kills it. But me, I can't get enough, right? So, uh, so I tell people like, well, we might, we might just pop in and do karaoke, and like maybe I'll just do one more song, and like that's it. And the consensus keeps on being that like people were just like, oh, are you gonna do Baby Got Back? Like they keep asking me about it, and 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 I'm not overstating it. Like it's not like everybody's asking me about it, but the people that I talk to about it, like they clearly are expressing that they enjoy that particular song. So in my head, I'm like, sometimes you got to give the people what they want, right? So the plan is to go to karaoke on the last day. And I'm going to do this song. Now, at the same time, you know, and, and look, and this is what my wife expressing, like, she's kind of karaoke out. I'm like, oh, come on, let's go. I told some people we'd stop in, blah, blah, blah. This is the point where my wife calls me out on some bullshit. All right. Because I don't see it. She does. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong about it either. Right. So I can't really like. There's no defense. There's no deflection. And, and right. This is the self-awareness. This is the learning. This is the growth. Because she points something out. And in her observation. That opens my eyes to say, you know what? Fuck, I see it too. And in her estimation, we've already done karaoke. Done karaoke for like three nights. Why the fuck do we have to go back to a fourth night? But the way that she also sees it is she's aware at this point that I, quote unquote, need my fans. And it stung when she when she mentioned it and said it that way. And uh, and maybe that's sort of an oversimplification of it, right? But I'm also at this point sort of living the popular life here on the cruise. People know who we are. And once again, are there benefits to it? Pfft, no. I mean, some lady bought my wife a glass of champagne. 
We already had the drink package, so like it's not like they're really buying us drinks. But it was a nice gesture for people who knew who we are or knew who we were at that time. And so you uh, kind of embrace it because, like, why not? The dopamine's kicking in. You're riding a high. It feels pretty good. To have people recognize you or have people know who you are or want you to do a thing. And, uh, and look, we've talked plenty of times here on this show about my struggles and the need for outside validation. Well, here it is, right? Not popular, all that popular. Uh, popular at all, <laughs> uh, off the ship. So why not just lean into it, right? While I'm there. Just embrace it for this, this short period of time. Now, at the same time, right? I decide on the ship to reread The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, the Mark Manson book that I I love. So when I'm spending time right in the spa and the thermal suite, like just relaxing in between, like hanging out in the hot tub and taking a nap, I'm reading this again. And I come across a part where he, in the chapter dealing with the value of suffering. He's talking about good values and bad values, right? How we prioritize things, you know, uh, good problems, bad problems. Read the book. I'm not going to give you the whole thing, all right? But in one of the subsections of this chapter, he's talking about shitty values. He's talking about good values and bad values, right? Measurable metrics that we can have in our life for... Successes and failures, or exact, or how we view successes and failures. And in one section, he's talking about the, the the good values and the bad values, and he has this real subsection called shitty values. And one of the things that he brings attention to is popularity, which he deems is a bad value. Because the metrics of popularity is not based on any sort of reality. Like, what is popularity anyway? What is it? We don't really know. We don't really know what uh, people think of us, right, in their head. We just know that, like, maybe they're there, they show up, they seem to like us, right? It's chasing a high. And we have no control over it whatsoever, right? It all um, it all relies on external events. We have no control whether or not we're popular or not. We don't know who's going to be there. We don't really have any uh, commitment or connection necessarily to us. Right? So I'm living the popular life. I'm chasing the high. Of being seen, being known, being recognized, being popular. I'm reading it in the fucking book. And yet at the same time, 
I'm living the shitty value. Why? Because I can't help myself. And so we go to the popular, not the popular, we go to the karaoke power hour. Me and my wife were exhausted from partying out the night before we went to the club. Wake up like an hour before, get some food in me. I like slightly get my life together and get awake. Go to karaoke. It's, it's pretty dense, right? Pretty good amount of people there. But all the people who said they were going to go to the karaoke power hour, a good amount of the people who asked me about doing Baby Got Back Again, who were like, oh, disappointed about me not doing it the night before, who wanted to see it again, who I told I would probably do again, most of them weren't there. And so me, in my mindset of, you know, sometimes you got to give the people what they want. Those people are not present. Hence, the shitty value. Because here I am prioritizing me uh, doing a thing for other people, and they don't give a shit. And my wife even told me, no, don't do the song. Like, you already did it. Like... I said, oh, but other people want to hear it. Other people want to hear it. Until it didn't matter that much anymore. And the disappointment sets in when they don't show up. And now the high becomes a low. And I do the fucking song anyway because I've already put in for it. But it just shows how, how the popularity is, is, is a shitty value because it's so fleeting. Because all those people, right, who said, oh yeah, I'll be there. Oh yeah, I'm going to show up. Oh yeah, do the song. Oh yeah, let's hang out one more time. They don't have any real connection to me. They don't have any commitment to me to be there. I'm never going to see them again, probably, off of this ship. So what does it fucking matter to them if they go or not? And by the same token, once again, I have no control over who's going to be there. Maybe they just didn't want to go anymore. Maybe they had other plans. Maybe there was something else that they found uh, interesting in that time the karaoke was. Maybe they were tired. Maybe they were hungry. Maybe they wanted to go swimming. I don't fucking know. Once again, no control over the situation. It's out of my hands. And yet the high rests on all of those things happening and coming together. See how fucked up that is? That's not helpful for me. And yet I go through anyway. I go through it with the book warning me against it. I go through with my wife sort of warning me against it. But I fucking do it anyway. Now, I do the song. People enjoy it. I still have a good time doing it. Right? But did I do it for the right reasons? Probably not. And I can recognize and admit to that now. 
because the metrics, right, that I'm trying to measure here, that I'm trying to use to measure the popularity are these people showing up and being in the audience for karaoke while I do the song. Right? The metrics that I'm using to measure here is me feeling good because those people are there and enjoying it. Right, I gave them something that they wanted. But those are bullshit metrics for me to try to uh, fulfill. And so, you know, that doesn't wipe away the disappointment. It doesn't make it uh, not sting any less that people just chose not to come, right? To not show up. That that hurts. Doesn't feel good. But by the so same token, uh, they're not really my friends. I don't really know them. They don't owe me anything. And so, even though it stings. Uh, in that moment, right? It doesn't feel good in that moment. I think that other perspective and being aware of that other perspective and accepting that other perspective, I think that makes the hurt go go by a little bit quicker, a little bit faster. Does that take away from who they are as people? No. I still had a good time with a lot of them while I was on the ship. Whether it was uh, my pal Will uh, from Denver or the uh, Alaskan sweatshirt gang or the Canadian girls. <laughs> I had a good time. And I still enjoyed myself. But at least I think it's recognizing. It's recognizing that. that those things they are what they are. Right. They are what they are. The popularity it is what it is, and it's fleeting, and it's and it's there. And once again, uh, it was the it was that it was those moments. It doesn't last though, and you can't harness it. You can't hold on to it. It's there until it's not. You're popular until you're not, right? <laughs> so, whatever. But I thought I thought just. I, uh, I wanted to really sort of dive into that because it was just something that I was able to take away at the end of the, the cruise. And not that it's a, a negative per se and not something that I, I dwelled on or lingered on. But it is something that sort of hit me uh, in the face. And, um, and I wanted to figure out a way to sort through it. Make sense of it. And here we are. So. Find the good values. Find those ideals. And run them with them. Because this, even though it's it's on a cruise ship and it's in a short period of time, right? Uh, just getting the taste of it, right? It can put you in some weird spots. Uh, 
depending on how your mind is functioning. So I guess I'll leave it there. Take away from it what you want. On that note, I'm going to call time. Lessons learned on the cruise ship. I learned lessons. Did you learn anything from my lesson? I don't know. Who knows? But but once again, it is that recognition and that self-awareness when it kicks in. Oh, that could be a motherfucker. Well, here it is. So, you know, you live, you learn, you move on. And uh, you hope to try not to repeat the stupid mistakes that you maybe make along the way. All right. With that, uh, let's uh, wrap things up and send them to the exits. Uh, now I think I'm fully back on East Coast time. So that's a plus. Uh, but let's get you all the necessary information as we do, as usual, to close out the show. Email address here at the podcast. That's gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, feedback, concerns, send it in to me. I'll read it. The end. Gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Get yourself a Getting Old Quickly shirt at teespring.com slash gettingoldquickly. 10% of those profits go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So how about a good cause? Get a nice looking shirt at teespring.com slash gettingoldquickly. Make sure you subscribe uh, and or follow the podcast based off of wherever you are listening to the show regularly now whenever how you like it uh just scroll up or down and uh, you should see a button that says either subscribe or follow one of those terminologies depending on how you listen or where you listen uh, but if you push that little button that means every single time a new episode of getting old quickly drops which is every single monday uh, you won't have to look for the episode at all It'll be right there waiting for you to listen to at your earliest convenience. It is free of charge, and it makes your life a hell of a lot easier. So subscribe or follow and call it a day, and you'll be good to go. All right? Um, Make sure you follow the show and me personally on uh, the social medias. Uh, You can follow the show at facebook.com slash gettingoldquickly. Uh, You can follow me personally on Twitter uh, at infamouskid with two D's there at the end. Uh, and on Instagram at the Mr. Donnelly. That's spelled all the way out. T-H-E-M-I-S-T-E-R-D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Um, for all, basically, the ramblings that come out of my head um, with some podcast-related stuff sprinkled about. So make sure you follow me there, and you'll get uh, whatever whatever comes out of my brain at any given time. All right? Uh, And finally, if you find yourself in a dark place, crisis mode, really need some help, whether it's yourself, family member, loved one, whoever it is, uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very moments. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255, or you can now just dial 988 in order to get through. Uh, That's a 24-7 crisis helpline, so if you need somebody to talk to, Uh, That is what it is there for. So if you need it, please use it. That's why the resource exists. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or 988. On that note, time to leave. I'll see you back here next week as usual, I hope. Uh, I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It kind of just happens. (laughs) 